Let's see. Let's tag Gazi in the Twitch notification. Let's tag Chuck. Let's tag Sugar Bear. I'd love if Sugar Bear showed up. He's just like, what's up, bitches? The Sugar Bear's here. I can't believe we have to do that for fifty more, 51 more episodes. To be fair, counting this one. a contract was not signed, so we don't technically have to advertise the delicious taste of Golden Crisp every episode for a full year, but I mean, as a man of my word, I would like for us to advertise the delicious taste of Golden Crisp for a year, but it's really up to you. So that counts, right? You put this in the cold open yeah. and we can start. <laughs> yeah, this is the cold open, baby. Wait, no, no. That's what it is. Every cold open for the next year is just us talking about, like, man, Otis is just Otis now. They took out the whole last name. That's very weird. Anyways, Golden Crisp, start the show! Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty. They took my last name. They took my... That's it. I can just say Scotty now. I don't have a last name anymore. And it's me, Aaron. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? Total gimmick change for him. Total change. They started using my middle name, which I haven't used since I started. Yeah, my my favorite is someone on Twitter was just like, the only way I will allow them to take Otis's last name away is if his new name is just all caps, Otis. And that's it. Pretty lady. (laughs) Pretty ladies. Um, no, I am Blake Tanner. I am still and today, now and forever, the plattest man on the planet. And no matter how good his t-shirt game is, Rowan, who's another name shortening, he cannot take that plaid away from me. Wait, did they take Eric away from Rowan? They just, on SmackDown this week, they'd just been calling him Rowan. I think that might have happened during uh, the Hammer Bros, though. I think that might have happened back then. Also, well, listen, this is the first time it's been relevant. Yeah. Also, let's say Dylan is not here this week, which means that our wrestling talk is going to be very fucking little. <laughs> our second segment is just going to be about, like, fucking uh, The Rock, but nothing having to do with wrestling. Wrestling. Are we going to talk about the new Fast and Furious universe movie again? No, we already did that on a load of BS. We can't do it again. But to start the show, Blake, I, I've i got my arms held out because I want you to put the belt around my waist as the official Fight Boys rap battle champion because... I've done something that only the Usos have done, and that's beat beat Xavier Woods in a rap battle. Before I I hear this story, and I only know, like, the basics of it from what you were sending me in messages, um, does this mean that now you gotta, you gotta get in contact with Us? Yeah, I gotta take down Us, baby! Um, no, Xavier is starting up a Twitch channel, and he's been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts, but he's also been playing, like, it's like Robot Rap Battle or something, and it's a Jackbox game where you are a robot, and you make up raps, and you go against people. I did not, and basically on his Twitch, he's like, I'm gonna give you the code, if you want, you can jump in. 
Well, Chaboy realized if you do it on a computer instead of doing it on your phone, you can type it in a lot faster. So I got into this, got into the game twice, faced off against X in both of them, and both times took him the fuck down, baby. <laughs> I destroyed Xavier Woods. Let me see if I can. Let me I'm see if sorry. I can. Yeah? I'm just looking at the game itself because I've I've barely played Jackbox Five, but yeah, yeah, it's the. Uh, the only one I've played so far is the uh, the Split the Room game, which I think is a very fun cerebral game, but I played it with a lot of drunk people, so it wasn't. So yeah. this one would also be a great game to play with people who can, like, think on the fly, but yeah. not a bunch of drunk people. Which, once again, back to what I started the show with, it took two minutes before we stopped talking about wrestling and started talking about Jackbox games. Um, let me see if I can find the verses that took down the man himself, Xavier Woods, because I know one of them he openly guffawed at. Oh, um, it's alright, I can still do that and find some research for the segment that I'm doing, which is just a comprehensive recap of something that we did not notice earlier, and something that basically everyone else in the wrestling industry knows yeah. that we're sorry about. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially coming from me, the boy who defended him a few weeks ago on this show. But, um, okay. The rhyme that took down Xavier Woods in the first game. I'm tearing up these streets like a Jersey Devil. Girl got a long bottom, I call her Neville. When it's time to hang it up, I won't thick. Take me- okay, also his name was Thick in the game, that's why I said it. I won't thick. Take me out of the woods, my rhymes are sick. That destroyed him, the first one. That Neville bit was good. Yes. You're, uh, uh, well, <laughs> also, I plagiarized it from Lil Dicky and didn't realize it in the moment. And afterwards, everyone in chat was like, this fucker stole a lot from Lil oh. Dicky. So the second game I played, I played under the name Real Lil Dicky. <laughs> Um, your life, nice. th this was second game, your life so far is just like Die Hard, except I'm John McClane and you're a dead guard, <clears throat> you're as overrated as a Kleenex that you use to clean, clean up after dreaming about my sex. Oh, well, you hit X with that one. Yes. Of all the people, you hit him with it. Well, I, that's that's almost, that is just about the same level as the Usos. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yes, son. Holy shit! Riggedy wreck. Did you uh, did you by hap by chance uh, get to tell him that that purple onion we met at has been bulldozed? Wait, really? I didn't know about this. Oh yeah. Oh, you'll get this. You'll you'll hate this one too. The Formaggios, the place that we used to do karaoke at, bulldozed. Yeah. Welcome to Birmingham News. Blake Birmingham News on the fight. On the fight. On the Fight Channel. Um, so, back to actual wrestling and not me beating Xavier Woods in a rap battle. Blake, what did he do? <laughs> what did my Scotty, special boy do? This is from a, um, hold on. This cancerous website called WrestleTalk is hurting my computer. Yeah. Um, but no, this happened in, uh... Well, this was published two months ago, so from today, so I'll say around January, early January, late December. Still missed that boat so we hard, did. though. Especially because the earliest reports were in November 2018. Fuck. Um, 
Last week, WWE announced that NXT's resident giant, Lars Sullivan, was being called up to the main roster. And upon that debut, he would be receiving a huge push. Now, this is before all of his anxiety stuff surfaced, and he did not make the yeah. appearance. But they might be forced to slam on the brakes after what Sullivan has posted in a number of rather distasteful things on a bodybuilding forum that he used to frequent. Oh, man. Well, okay, we won't go into I... detail on every post, but these are the ones that they talked about. Well, firstly, one... what, what was this? Because we, we talked about this before the show a little bit, and you said he used a fake name. What was yeah. the fake name Lars chose? Damn it. I can't. If I find it um, going through uh, the Reddit stuff that I'm about to get to, um, I'll let yeah. you know, but I'll have to get to it. Okay. <laughs> Although I will say, one of these on this list is that he called CM Punk a prick, which I don't think is the worst thing. I don't think that's the worst thing we could put, especially after the Colt Cabana things came out, but yep. tell us what Big Hand 69 had to say. Illegal Mexican immigrants just want to come to America to get free stuff. That African Americans want pity for what their ancestors went through. Um, he claimed... Yeah. This is just the second one. Like... <laughs> even pull the punches you didn't nope. bury the lead at all my dude no uh roh wrestlers are vanilla midgets um and that's his words yeah uh jeff hardy is a junkie with no wrestling ability he suggested that there is a quote-unquote gray area when it comes to rape and consent oh no lars lars yep um let's see i he would also Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need to retract my statements about because, like, basically my statements were just like, I know what it's like to deal with anxiety, and I'm willing to defend him through this journey. Can well, I just say he also I'm made so he also did, and I can't pull them up, but I saw them on um, this Reddit thread earlier this week that linked to his account. Um, there were a few that would talk about how, and I can see this as more projecting, I believe. Um, okay. Because he would talk about how people who experience anxiety needed to shut up, or nut up and shut up, and stop being pussies. Maybe that's him, maybe that's him speaking to himself. Maybe we just need to be gentle. I literally just said before this that he was projecting. Maybe we need to be gentle with the giant. Oh, no, we don't, because he also supports, um, what's their name, Blue Eyes or something? What? Um, a white supremacist band uh are they are they good like no like if you took the words away is it a good no. beat no because scotty what is a band without words there's a lot of bands just a bunch of sounds there's a lot of bands without words and they're all just a bunch of sounds. That's all That's all it is, buddy. Scotty, I understand where you're coming from, but this is not a man who I think needs support right now. This is a man who needs to be slapped in the face with truth. <laughs> and, and have uh, him steal the title <laughs> in, a, uh, in what appeared to be a mess up. Yep. Um, so moving on, because I need to close out of these cancer websites yeah i think that by the, maybe the websites are what are killing you that's why you had to, your entire audio cut out earlier yeah, uh, exactly i think it was my um man my my 
Sorry, this is tech stuff. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. No, talk about the logical thing, which is Ollie Davis from Wrestle Talk is jealous that there's a better wrestling show out there, and he's like, I'm going to stop them from doing their show with my website. The power of, <laughs> of Wonder Ollie. Um, but as I was, the power of Ollie-tivity. Yep. But as I uh, as I put in our Google document, Blake, you want to go meet Alexa Bliss in a few days? Yes. Because apparently, yes. At the- stop, stop, Scotty, stop. Yes, I already said yes. <laughs> if if Larry Steve is with her, absolutely. Um. Well, hold on. She's meeting somewhere in Birmingham. Would you like to guess? Of all places, where would you be able to meet a WWE superstar in Birmingham, Alabama? Oh, fuck me. Is it... Oh, don't take too much time. It's the world of fucking wheels. It's the fucking car show. Oh, fuck. I forgot it that they do that. The car show that I think happens every two months at this point. But yeah, hey, we could have met AJ Styles there a couple years ago. I've already met him, and it was before he went on a white supremacist show. So what you're saying is we go to what do we say? No, I don't want to go to the world of. I'm sorry, Scotty. I mean, I have to. I'm gonna have to back up on that track because <laughs> <laughs> she's great and all, but mm, hold me back. If you, if there, you had like one. Or more of the four horsewomen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's like a and not that not not the new ones. Let's not let's not mince words here. Yeah. It's like, hey Alexa, we're willing to take you out for spicy chicken afterwards or something, but no, nothing else. Can't do anything. Hey, is uh is Buddy around? How you two doing? Do you eat? Pe- oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> do you eat pork? It's just kind of a curious question, cause like. That's Larry. We're going to eat chicken. You just offered to bring chicken. Yeah, look. (laughs) Okay, look. It's just, uh, that's why, is I'm trying to be a gentleman about it, but do you think Alexa Bliss eats pork? I don't fucking know. She's got a pig, but it doesn't say she's a vegetarian anywhere. So, I mean, (laughs) my... My aunt and uncle used to keep chickens. That didn't mean they wouldn't cut one's head off every now and again and spit roast it. They probably kept the chickens to be consumed. I doubt she's raising Larry Steve to be the most I delicious mean, bacon truffle. You might have said you might say that, but they used to have dogs too. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um. So following up on something Dylan said, completely out of the blue last week. Maybe Velveteen Dream's not the champion? Oh, also, spoiler alert. But, because, you know, last week he was like, oh, at the NXT tapings, Velveteen Dream won the uh, North American Championship from Johnny Gargano. But apparently, right after that, Johnny attacked him. They went back to the (laughs) ring, filmed a second ending where Johnny got the title and then went up and held it by Tommaso holding it high. So I don't what? know. Like, you know how, like, with uh, Marvel movies, they film, like, alternate <laughs> endings? That way they can throw you off the scent? They did that with this match. <laughs> did they make a fucking NXT save state? <laughs> like, did they fucking quick save before the end of the match? And then it happened, and they're like... 
I th- I only thought that we could do that on developmentally unstable. Yeah, no, no, no. What it is, they heard about the Lars thing, and then they were like, look, how about this? We don't know what's going to happen between now and when this episode airs, so we need to have this save state ready in case either one of y'all fuck up. <laughs> I do like the idea that they keep doing this now, so it's just... NXT audience, thank you for coming to see the show. Now, see the alternate universe version. Every single match ends with both people winning. Every match at this point. Now, they're like, I know this isn't for the title, but Cassius, get back in the ring, and now you're pinning Matt Riddle, baby. Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, I mean, all you have to do is just set them up in the same positions that they were in the match, and bada-boom, bada-boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we spend this last like five minutes of our first segment just dissecting how good the Becky Lynch fucking storyline yes. is. After a quick um a quick aside that I heard earlier today. Okay. Um according to the Melts man, so take this for whatever you take his opinion for. Taker does not have a match scheduled for Mania. He does not have anything scheduled for Mania. And he has started accepting bookings outside of WWE. He has also taken WWE out of all of his social media, which is a weird-ass sentence to say. It is because I found out later that people, like, went diving into the archive, and it's like, they were never really there in the first place. Yeah, right? No, Taker does have a Twitter account, and it's really buck-fucking-wild. Because it's just like, rest in peace. And then there's one that's like, go Dodgers. It's like, wait, 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 hold on, Taker. It's like, I think Jericho was talking on, I can't remember if it was the episode I listened to or that I just read about it, where he was like, I got a smiley face emoji from The Undertaker once, and I'm like, that's not right. That shouldn't be installed on your phone, Taker. Matter of fact, all of his emojis should just be auto-corrected to a custom Undertaker emoji. Yeah, uh, he is at Undertaker. He follows 38 people. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this. He posted a picture of himself and then put caption. And then one of my friends who hosts the Radish podcast, he put, when you hear the blues a call and toss salad and scrambled it. scrambled it. What... How much do you think it would cost to get Undertaker to follow us? Well, I mean, he follows 18 more people than Sugar Bear, and we got Sugar Bear to follow us. Um, I don't make mistakes. I bury them. Bring it home today, cowboys! Hashtag America's (laughs) team. Dead man. No. (laughs) He's got- you gotta say that in his voice. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Bring it home today at Dallas Cowboys. Hashtag America's team. Dead Man Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Dead Man Inc. (laughs) Welcome to Twitter at Undertaker. Written by Evander Holyfield. Thanks, champ. Rest in peace. Oh, God, Taker. But anyways... Okay, Becky's story. Very good. It's What I love about it is it's playing off real life in the best way. It's playing off of that Survivor Series injury thing, and now they're like, oh, wait, now we have two months to extrapolate that out to Becky being in the doghouse because of injuries and on TV allowing her to be so pissed off about it. It's very good. It, it's. I'm trying to find something. Undertaker's Twitter oh, well. account. 
No, I was trying to find... Someone posted a, like, chain of events that happened, and it started with the United States Championship match at Royal Rumble. Because in that match, Rusev accidentally knocked Lana off the ring, and she injured her ankle. Yeah. Because she injured her ankle, she could not enter the Rumble. So Becky Lynch had to enter the Rumble in her stead. Yeah. And because of that, Becky got her shot at whatever championship she wanted. And then it goes on to be like, and then stuff happened to Rusev and Nakamura because of that. And it's like this whole chain of events that started with Rusev just, like, missing the boat. (laughs) Wait, so yeah, we can honestly thank Rusev for my vision board coming true. Rusev is the one who saved us all. Thank Rusev. Thank for Rusev. Thank Rusev for Rusev. Uh, but you know who else I'd like to thank right now, Blake? Our buddies. I'd like to thank all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the BS boys. You can support Fight Boys, a load of BS, fun fiction, all of the different shows, and you get access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like, ah, fuck. Like that fucking... mm. I'm, you know, Gazi, I'm really glad that PCO followed you, Oh, yeah. but still. Quick update, PCO did follow Gazi, and apparently Gazi is attempting to get PCO in one of his student films, which leads me to be like, why have you not asked us, fucker? Uh, to be fair, he did bring something up of saying, like, if Dylan's not here, why didn't you ask me to be here? <laughs> you keep saying no. <laughs> it's like, no. I only pay you. No, can't handle it. The wor- He says it. I don't think the public can handle Gazi on this show. Um, but, yeah, you get shouted out like Gazi and immediately insulted. And then also, Blake, they get access to the worst thing we've ever done which is our new show that is exclusively for patrons called You Paid For This. And it's essentially a mystery science theater riff tracks type show where you can sync up our audio track to watch just the worst movies with us. And what did we start out with, Blake? What did we do first? Eat my butt. (laughs) Hit film Eat My Butt starring Larry the Cable Guy in which he is a health inspector. Inspector. Yep. Larry the Butt Guy, health butt. Larry Health Man, the butt inspector. And that episode will be up this week. So if you subscribe now. Oh, also, a little quick side. A a BS business meeting really quick. The last episode of Fun Fiction I recorded, they said if we did Avatar The Last Airbender, they would immediately get on our Patreon. So we have to do the garbage M. Night Shyamalan film for March. Wait, I'm sorry, I missed it. Who said they'd do that? It was uh, one of the... He hosts... I can't say his name because he hosts Associates Anonymous, so he must remain anonymous. But he was on our episode of Fun Fiction about Avatar, and he did specifically say if we did Last Airbender, the M. Not Shyamalan film. I watched that fucking movie in theaters. Are you gonna do this to me? (laughs) Look, I watched Cable Guy in theaters. Larry V, not the... Not the Jim Carrey <laughs> flick. All right. Bl- okay. Bl- fine. Blake, it's time to continue. Uh, once again, a great tradition of this show. 
And it's fucking Dust Watch. We are about to go yell at Chuck Taylor. And of course, we're celebrating 20 neg teen. Which means that we're not um, allowed to be nice to him as we ask him to follow us. True. So, can I do what I normally do when this segment happens? Because I feel like all of my suggestions kind of get... Kind of tossed lovingly into the toilet. What do you mean? It's like, no, no, no. Can I just go... Just say whatever you want. Like, I, you got good ideas, man. You got plenty of good ideas. Just give me... Give me whatever you're okay. thinking. Okay. Um, hey, hey, Chucky. Um, hey, so I noticed that you weren't, uh, you weren't there a couple Sundays ago. What's up? Wait, when? Oh, are you talking about at the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Were you the guy in the Sugar Bear costume? That's a good one. I do like that a lot. Um, Maybe if we do bring Sugar Bear in in some way. Well, we did Sugar Bear last week because we yelled at him and said that Sugar Bear follows us. Why don't you? Or Okay, so maybe take the thing that I said from our cold open and let's just bring it over to the Dust Watch <laughs> no, now. No, no. You know what we've never experimented with on Dust Watch? Mm-hmm. Live video. Hey, Chuck Taylor, it's me, your favorite boy from Fight Boys. Fucking follow us, you fucking piece of shit! What are you doing? <laughs> now you're gonna get a cease and desist. Oh, I was supposed to hold it down. I didn't hold it down. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, you could go with Gazi's suggestion, um, saying that uh, at Sexy Chucky T, Gazi could beat you in a deathmatch, fucker. No, because we don't want to lie. We don't want to tell false truths. Oh, jeez. Hey, at Sexy Chucky T, I have a disease, and the only cure is a follow. Hashtag fuck you. Hashtag 20 neck Because I had to keep the negging in there, so I also put fuck you. Okay, that's fine. Man, it's... This is the first time it's been above 70 degrees down here, and I forgot how toasty it gets. It's pretty rough where I'm at, too, my boy. Um, So, Blake, you were talking about... um, You were talking about Undertaker being a free agent now, and, you know, also Kenny Omega's a free agent now, and there's a company swooping up all these talents by the name of All Elite Wrestling... But I just feel like they need a bigger name, you know? A bigger name than The Undertaker or Kenny Omega. But see, when uh-huh. when I think about this, I just... Duh, 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 duh. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I think I had my mute my mute button hit or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Anyways, yeah, they could get Taker or Omega, but the... Duh, 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 Whoa, hold on. Oh no, Blake! Blake, come back! What's the matter? Uh. <laughs> okay, you alright? You alright? Hey buddy, what's going on? I'm sorry, I, I kind of missed oh. that. I kind of blanked out for a few wow. seconds. What's going all on? I was, all I was really saying was, FEED ME oh. MORE! 
Welcome to Talking Back, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly conversations with the big guy response podcast. Oh shit, this was not on that. It was apparently on The Ring Report, and they were talking about him joining... I don't have enough hair to pull out anymore, Scotty. Do you know how long it's been since we've done one of these? I had hair to pull out. This isn't even that... It's not dumb. It's kind of just, like, interesting to hear what Ryback's gone through in his life. Because they were asking about him joining AEW. Right now, my main priority is just getting healthy. I just had another shoulder scope yesterday, which was my second one in two years. I've had 10 stem cell procedures, and I've got the 11th coming up on February 11th. That right now is my main focus. Holy shit, Ryback! I mean, if you want to know how Rey Mysterio is still, like, walking, it's because stem cells. Yeah, boy. Um, let's see. I hope they get a great TV deal, and there's nothing bad to say about All Elite. I want them to be as successful as humanly possible because it just helps pro wrestling, and they seem to have a good infrastructure in place, financially and having guys like Cody. Known him for a long time, know his brain. He's very mo- motivated, and he's got the young bucks. Never met him personally, but I feel like they want to make it work. <laughs> right, I mean, right back. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be the one to speak for that area. I've never met the Young Bucks personally, and they seem like they want to make it work. <laughs> they really seem like they want to do it. And then, I don't know why, but he also started to go about when he became bitter and when he left WWE. And I, I think I should edit in, like, sad piano music. Like, the fucking end of the Incredible Hulk theme music. In the arms <laughs> of the angel. In the arms of the big guy, feed me more. In the stone cold record, <laughs> the big guy left behind. It was a day I'll never forget in St. Louis. Sitting in a building I've been in many times. I knew it was just time to go, and I tried communicating up until that point. Had a contract and a lot of money offered to me, but I believe there were other issues going on. I created the Ryback character. I created Feed Me More and the Big Guy nickname. So I had it trademarked, and I did not have any intentions of giving it up, as it meant a lot to me. I never had that discussion with Vince about how important they were to me, but I had the contract and changes made, and we came to a standstill. I knew I was pretty much on my way out, so we had changes made to the contract. Contract just to be difficult, essentially, with how they were handling things. On the- Ryback just fucking trolling WWE. Like, I only... I mean, he's also, like... Ryback needs to take a class in how to concisely convey a point. I'm sorry. Only- he said the same thing three different times in three different ways. I only want yellow M&Ms when I get to the fucking place. I want my old dressing room. I took matters into my own hands. Did he... Did he... Yep. I went home and sat out my contract. They tried to freeze my pay, and I then went and had my nose and ear fixed, which required them to pay me till the day my contract expired on August 8th. They wanted to fire me publicly the day prior, but I had not been medically cleared and held on to that, and I waited till I was cleared. I waited to get cleared until my contract expired so they could not publicly fucking fired me. Ryback, you legend. That's a good move. You legend. God, how can we not like this man, Blake? 
He's a smart... I mean, there's been a lot of reasons why over the last year, but... Smart, savvy, he copyrighted the character of Ryback, one of the most money-making gimmicks in the business. I mean, CM Punk is a pretty smart and savvy guy, but he's got his own problems. <laughs> he's, he's not without his sin, so... But yes, that is that's your talking back update for the week with Ryback and oh Jesus. Were you just you were saving this for the episode whether Dylan was here or not, oh, right? Oh yeah, I no, it would have been better with Dylan here. But still. That's fine. That being said, speaking of these uh free agents, I know All Elite has not officially signed Kenny Omega Blake. And I know he's got a lot of offers on the table, but I think another certain wrestling company would like to put an offer on the table. Kenny JWF would like to extend an offer to you. We can't pay you in anything except Diet Coke, but you never have to wrestle, actually. Hey, Kenny, you like Outback? <laughs> do you like Do you like Birmingham, Alabama? Because, you know, if you came to Birmingham, Alabama... And you sign with the JWF, you could have free Outback whenever you wanted, as long as you were in Birmingham, Alabama. And we were there also as well. Oh, God. I mean, like, that's my thing, is like, how do we not sign people? Because it's like, hey, you can do promos if you want to, you get to write it all, you don't have to wrestle. We do all of that, and your name gets out there. Come on, Priscilla. Your win percentage will be 25%. That's what it is. Based on how much they'll take in a pay cut is how much uh, how much their win-loss record is. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, Priscilla Kelly did the spot where she puked on a dude, made the dude puke. See, there was a point this weekend where I woke up and I went... Oh no, I I didn't get to go to the Atlanta show. I missed the Young Bucks coming out and offering a contract to Phoenix and Pentagon. I missed Cody and um Cody and Paige saving Joey Ryan for a third weekend in a row, which did leave me to tweet Joey Ryan to come on our show so we could beat him up and hopefully we'll see what happens. Um but the reason why I'm happy I didn't go, Blake, is in fact because Priscilla Kelly just fucking puked on a dude. Yeah. Have you watched? I've not watched the video. Have you watched the video? You know, Scotty, we weren't recording it, but it was not a goof that when you called me to start this conversation before the show started that I had actually just finished watching oh that video. Oh, my God. So is it legit puke? No. Oh, well, it's very obviously worked. I mean, it's a worked puke because... Once you puke, you don't just, like, empty the contents of whatever is in your mouth. It keeps going. Yeah. Trust me, I have been a human for 25 <laughs> years. I know what it's like to puke. Okay, but was his... Okay, here's the curious... Because, like, obviously what she did was a work. Was his response a work? Or did he just legit... That one <laughs> is more... Interesting. Like, it takes, it would take, like, a few playbacks because what it looked like was just whatever was kind of in his throat maybe came up a little bit. I really don't want to get too gross with it, but 
it wasn't it was not a full on like Herc fest. <laughs> Herc It was just like a little bit of like maybe you know, a little bit maybe, but not not full on. Okay, okay, but still still good enough. His his looked more natural than hers, but he did not commit mm-hmm. fully to the pukage. Now, uh while we're here talking about the weirdest fucking things in wrestling right now, Blake, would you like to provide us a WWE comics update cuz you did send me the greatest comic panel I've ever seen in my entire life earlier? Oh, hold on. I think it is um yes, it is Boom Studios that does the WWE comic series. Yes. And they do a fantastic job. All I know is I saw um, a frame posted on Reddit earlier today, and it was what happened when Samoa Joe paid a visit to uh, AJ Styles' yeah. house. Would you like to? Would and, you like um, to do like a live reading? If I could find the hold on, I'll have to go to our Facebook to get that. All right, but yes. Would you like to be the wife of AJ Styles, or would you like to be AJ Styles? Oh, fuck. I'll take... I want to be AJ. Okay, okay. I think I've got this. I I think I've got this one. Just give me a second. Frame one, we see AJ Styles in a very anime-ass pose looking down at a mug that says number one dad that I know is implied to have been bought for him by his kids, but I'd love if he bought it himself. (laughs) That would be great. Now, this, I would like to say, the art style in this comic series is fantastic, and it is everything that I want wrestling to actually mm-hmm. be. So, I will play the role of the Styles family, and you can be AJ. Okay. He's just get, trying to get in your head, like we both knew he would. <laughs> and then it's a shot of AJ looking down at an empty, at an empty coffee mug. Who in the hell... Has been drinking out of my lucky mug. Your Betty from work. The big guy who smiles a lot. Joe, I think. That's his son. Yep. He came over last night while you were doing laundry, Dad. <laughs> we watched cartoons and then he left. The best part of uh, that is oh. the fact that Samoa Joe sat down and watched cartoons with AJ Kyle's kid. He's coming. Yep. It's great. Uh, hold on. I, I, need to, I need to rework my AJ character. Um. My coffee? <laughs> out of my mug? <laughs> out of my mug? Damn it. Ball! AJ, <laughs> I didn't know. I was up all night doing laundry. No, read that right. <laughs> I was up all... I don't know. I can't remember what Peggy's voice sounds like. I was up doing laundry all night. There's a period in there, damn it. I can't believe I have to coach you this okay, much. I'm sorry. I was up doing laundry all night long. Very good. Not angry <laughs> with y'all. Not angry. Oh, <laughs> Styles crush. I like. Hey, Frank. I. I I like forearms and forearms accessories. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I specialize in uh, cashing checks and breaking necks. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is my new favorite <laughs> canon is that AJ Styles is Hank Hill. 
Listen, now y'all, if we get enough money on our Patreon, I can actually buy these comic books. It's just a full reading? A full reading provided to our patrons? Um, I would also like to say that the first, uh, the first one of these, where do I start, is at the beginning, and it is the rise, the and the fall of the shield, and the rise of Seth Rollins to getting his first world championship. God, that makes me happy. Okay, hold on. If we're going to extend this universe out, Luke Gallows is definitely Boomhauer, right? (laughs) And I got that dang, dang good brother. I'll say what now about it. Dang, good brother, brother. (laughs) Brother. Oh, God. So, to finish up this segment, Scarlet Bordeaux. How much do you know about Scarlet Bordeaux, Blake? I actually don't know much beyond her name. Oh, okay. I thought you were just looking at pictures of her and were like, I'm kind of distracted right now. Um, she... No, oh no, I am very distracted right now, though, but it is the Boom Studios webpage on WWE (laughs) Comics. Well, uh, basically, Scarlett Bordeaux is currently most famous for giving a lap dance to Scott Steiner on Impact, and it's so, I don't know where I, what's... Oh, I did see that segment, I don't know what side of the coin I fall on right now. Because they're very much just like, she's very much just like, if I want to wrestle, I should be able to wrestle. If I want to be sexy, I should be allowed to be sexy. If I want to come out wearing a potato sack, I should be allowed to do that too. Which gave me huge Marilyn Monroe vibes. But then I'm just like, but, like, can can wrestle? Can do wrestle? Or are you just distraction from wrestle on wrestling show? Yeah, that's true. I guess that's the only way that I... Because, like, if she is an active wrestler who's, like, doing her thing and she does want to do, like, sexy stuff or if she wants to wrestle in a potato sack, then fucking let her. Yeah. Like, do whatever. It's just that... Especially with something like Impact, which is supposed to be more... Supposed to be... This is my opinion. It's supposed to be more of, like, a... A wrestling show, whereas WWE has tried to be more of an entertainment show for so long. Like, if you're all about wrestling, make wrestling the primary thing. But if you want to do that stuff, if you want to do the entertaining stuff, I do not want to stop you at all. My thing is, it's a show, whether it's WWE, TNA or not, it's a show about wrestling. She doesn't... Like, she's in a storyline right now where she's training to go back and do a wrestling match. But it's not like she's a valet for anybody. It's not like she's affiliated with anybody. So I'm kind of like, why are you there? Why are you there other than just to be there? Yeah. Yeah, because I can see the whole being a valet thing. Because I don't think Maria Kanellis actually wrestled a match. Yeah. While she was in Impact. Uh, she wasn't there for that long, though, because it was her and Mike, right? Yeah, but, I mean, she was there for a while. She d- At least a year they were there, if not she more. She wrestled in New Japan, though, because I believe, if I remember correctly, one of the first times in a long time that you actually saw women wrestling in that ring was the Kingdom. The old version of the Kingdom, which I know is triggering Gazi to hear right now, um... 
which was Mike, Matt, and then Maria wrestled Luke, Carl, and then Luke's wife at the time, Amber O'Neill. So I know Maria wrestled in New Japan, but yeah, I kind of... Yeah, I don't think she ever wrestled in Impact, Yeah, I can see that. Um, But you know what what I can't see? Oh, did we take that long talking about this? (laughs) I can't see him. I can't see him. Well... Neither can I. Neither can anyone no, right now. But you actually. know what? I can see lovely merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right. That's the website where you can go and get merch for all your favorite BS programs from a load of BS, which just made its triumphant return to the airwaves. To of course, Fight Boys and JWF. You can get shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars from Canada Charlie to the VWO. They all have merchandise available for you at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. So, Blakey T, we've talked about that fake wrestling, but we need to talk about the real stuff, that real hard-hitting action. But, Blake, where can I find kind of action like that? Scotty, Dylan's not here this week. I don't know what the fuck happened in Japan. <laughs> no, buddy. You ain't even got a step far. Because you're in Birmingham, Alabama. The home of the JWF. Which means it's time for JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined, as always, by the man with no expiration date. It's Cap. Selves, are you a fan of comic books? Yep. Oh, yeah, I guess I do enjoy the comics. The Garfield. All right, Gar- here, take this box. The Garfields and the Marmadukes. And what, what is this? That's yours now. Oh, all right, then, Tibbs. Uh, Don't look in it or it'll drive you mad. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, speaking of going mad, I know two men that went crazy last week on JWF War were the men known as the best friends. Chuck Taylor, Beretta, they came out from the crowd, assaulted the JWF Tag Team Champions, men who have been called the best friends of the JWF, the BS. Tibbs, it was absolutely astounded. What'd you think about it? I don't look all that hot. I don't know why they're best friends. I've got best friends. You don't see me bragging about everything. That's right, Tibbs, but I'll tell you two men who are not happy after the attack. That's Blake Tanner. That's Scotty Moore. That's the JWF Tag Team Champions, and they are in the ring right now. And I think they've got a message for Chuck Taylor and Beretta. Ladies and gentlemen, the true best friends of the JWF are back. But it seems, it seems to me... Like, someone has a problem with that name. They have a problem with the truth. And those men are Beretta and Chuck Taylor. You see, old, old Trenty boy and Chucky, Chucky son, well, those two men like to think that they're the best friends. That's what they call themselves. They act like friendship is really something for them. Like, they have a real bond. They make t-shirts, they promote, oh, we're the best friends, and it's all so hollow and fake. You see, Scotty and I, we never had to have to brag about being best friends, no. It was all of you that saw it. 
We never had to say anything about being best friends, but everybody knew. The JWF universe saw that we were best friends because that's what being a real friend is, not shoving it in everyone's face. That's right, and while Chucky T and his little friend, while they were worried about how the numbers were doing on their high spot show or what dumb design they could put on a t-shirt... Blake and I were worried about one thing, and one thing only, winning JWF gold. You see, that's how real friends think, Chuck. That's how real friends think, Trent. That's how brothers think. We build each other up. Even when Blake and I were feuding over the JWF championship, beating the hell out of each other week in and week out, we made sure... When we got in the ring, we were facing the best version of each other. We make each other stronger, and we come out of it with gold around our waist, which, you know, you know, Blake, I'm doing a little thinking here, and, you know, I don't think the best friends have ever held gold. No, they literally have. No, That's a good point. It might never have. <laughs> to be fair though I think anytime listen anytime it comes down to the wire in wrestling or whatever have you they just can't get the job done they don't have that kind of that kind of je ne sais quoi that we do doesn't matter if it's New Japan Ring of Honor wherever else they decide to go they show up they make jokes, they drink some whiskey, and they leave the same way we came in as losers. Whereas Scotty and I, we come in, we make our jokes, we drink some whiskey, <laughs> and we leave as champions. So you know something, best friends? Why, why break that chain, you know? It seems to me that you showed up last week looking for a fight. And I'll be damned if we won't give you one. So how about this? In a few weeks, there's a little pay-per-view going on. A little pay-per-view called Expiration Date. And at that pay-per-view, me and Blake are gonna show up with our jokes. We're gonna show up with our whiskey. And we're gonna show up with our belts. And we're gonna face you Two on two, and you're gonna see why the BS are the best damn men in the business. So, Chucky T, Trenty, at expiration date, Blake and I are willing to give you one more shot at gold, one more shot to prove yourselves against both of us in a Steel City street fight. Oh, those are the words that I love to hear. That kind of fight. You have everything at your disposal. Chairs, ladders, kendo sticks. Mm. We're going to use each and every one of those to continue this fantastic little losing streak that you two have and that you two know oh so well. And we're going to bring this... This wonderful little thing called 20 Neg Team. Neg on them, baby! Thank you. We're going to bring it to its peak. 
as soon as we beat the living hell out of both of you and prove who the true best friends are in the JWF. Well, Tibbs, the BS certainly seemed fired up. I know they were saying they like to make jokes, but they seemed all business right there, Tibbs. What do you think? There are some jokes in there, but yeah, definitely a lot more serious than normal. That's right, Tibbs. So who knows, this Steel City street fight could get bloody and get bloody fast at the expiration date pay-per-view, which is, of course, also home to the expiration chamber match, Tibbs. An absolutely horrifying match. Six men enter, are placed into pods, and are systematically released to beat the hell out of each other. Tell us about the horrors of that match, Tibbs. Well, you start out with just two people. There we go so often, uh, another random person is chosen. Their pod opens. They come out of cryogenic stasis. And then they start attacking everyone else. Because when you come out of cryogenic stasis, you don't know really where you are. You just know that your survival instincts have kicked in. You need to hurt someone. That's right, Tibbs. And speaking of people hurting someone, we saw something I, I don't think I ever thought I'd see. Last week on JWF War, when the BS were, of course, challenged by the VWO to a tag team championship match, a rematch from the Regal Rumble. And, Tibbs, let me tell you something. I'll be damned if Travis Clouds did not abandon his brother Griffin in that match. It was bizarre. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Sills, that Travis has played with all of our heartstrings. That's right, Tibbs. The VWO, I mean, we, of course... No, they've got a long history. They are brothers. They were raised against one another. And then Griffin is actually backstage with his brother Travis right now. And I think Griffin is trying his best to get his brother back on the same page. Let's have a listen. So, Travis, 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 Travis. So, Travis, let me begin by saying that I understand why you did what you did last week. I understand why you would have stepped off that apron and left me alone in the ring. I'm not going to say that I didn't deserve it. What I did to you was wrong. I know. I tagged myself in before you had enough time to truly finish off the BS and get all of your frustration out. And because of that, I lost us the JWF Tag Team Championships. Is that what you want to hear? But think about it. Doesn't that just mean that now we have time to get better and grow stronger? We've got time to work together as a family, to work through this. And you know what? You know what's on the horizon, Travis? Wrestlepalooza. We've got more than enough time to get you to a place where you can beat down the BS in just a few minutes flat and cake all of that out on them so we can take away those titles at the grandest stage of all. Wrestlepalooza. Hey, what do you think about that? Huh? 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 <laughs> oh. Oh, I see, I see. Maybe, maybe it just wasn't the tag. I understand. It's, 
It must really be how the JWF universe has been treating you, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they love to cheer and applaud you, and every time I hit the stage, ever since losing your mask, they just really don't like you. It's really been getting to you, hasn't it? But hey, I, I can teach you just how to be cool about it like I am, how to manage all of that ego. I can teach you how to be popular and really get the crowd going again. And what do you say? How does that sound? <clears throat> okay. Okay, that's not what you wanted, alright. Um, <laughs> I, uh, okay. I didn't want to go about doing this, but how about this? I know you get irritated because I get a little long-winded on the microphone sometimes. I tend to interrupt you. Sometimes maybe I even put down what you're trying to say because you don't say it right. But you know, you never get a chance to speak. You know, that's only because I've been trying to help you. My brother, my pal. But all right, fine. How about this? Next week... I give you the opportunity to say exactly what you've been wanting to say all this time. What do you think? Hmm. Oh my god, Tibbs from out of nowhere. Travis Clouds, I thought, I thought he liked the idea, but it doesn't seem like it. Decking Griffin, leaving him hot, lying in a heat, the horrifying assault from Travis Clouds on his brother Griffin, who looks dumbfounded. Travis leaving the room. What's going on with him? I don't know, Sills. I don't... I don't know anymore. His emotions are as complicated and as deep as mine. <laughs> All right, Tibbs. But, uh, I mean, who knows? If Griffin follows through, it does give Travis a chance to speak le next week. We can hear from Travis Clouds and hear exactly what's been going through his mind, but that's going to happen next week on JWF War. But tonight, Tibbs, in our main event is the debut one-on-one -on -one match of a man who last week you announced to be in the Expiration Chamber match, and that is Coach James. Tell us about the big coach, Tibbs. Well, I met Coach James when he was teaching a small group of kids history. And he did that by punching them in the face repeatedly. And I knew, I knew that that man, that man was going to do great things. So after he was fired from his job teaching by punching kids, I hired him to punch other men and teach them about history and wrestling. That's right, Tibbs. Long history in the JWF has Coach James, of course, uh, a man who we know in the past has been a JWF tag team champion, even winning the Regal Rumble one year, going on in a losing effort, taking on Momoa Curry. But, of course, tonight he gets to take on a champion once again as he takes on Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, our JWF champion, who actually looks pretty intimidated, Tibbs. What do you think about it? He should be intimidated, Sills. Do you know how long Coach James has been punching people in the face since before Brunch Boy Baron Corbin was a glint in his mother's eye and his father's testicles? That's right, and that bell rings, and oh, Brunch Boy immediately leaving the ring. I don't, I don't know if he wants to face off against the coach. Is coach just trying to scream, trying to get Brunch Boy back in the ring? Shibata count, starting the count, one. Two, ooh, but Brunch Boy finally rolling back in, and oh my god! 
attempts. Look at that. The strength of Coach James deadlifting the JWF champion up and tossing him across the ring. This is amazing. Oh, and yep, he's he's immediately left the ring again, Tibbs. Well, it's all right. It's just more practice for the coach. That's right, but oh, looks like the coach isn't having it. Now rushing out of the ring, giving chase to the JWF champion. Oh, but Brunch rolling back in the ring at the last minute. Coach following it up. Oh, oh, Tibbs. It looked like Brunch Boy has made a mistake, was trying to get a quick sneak attack in on Coach James, but... Coach immediately grabbing the leg, standing to his feet, and oh my god, picking up Brunch Boy for a huge power bomb. I don't think we've ever seen the JWF champion manhandled like this, Tibbs. This is astounding. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen anyone get their hands on him like this before. That's right, going for a quick pin as Coach James. One, two, ooh, Brunch Boy barely kicking out at two, but Coach immediately picking him up and tossing him into a turnbuckle delivering those massive flurry of punches that you were talking about, and Brunch Boy does not look it like he's in a good place. Each of those punches carries the fire and fury of thousands of screaming children. That's right. Now Coach backing up into the other corner, rushing after him for a big splash, but ooh, Baron quickly dodging out of the way, trying to land some punches of his own, but oh, Tibbs, the coach is not having it, not even affected by a single one of those punches, as he picks up Baron and oh slams him back down to the mat. And wait a minute. Tibbs is coach is Coach James actually climbing the turnbuckle? What in the world's going on? Is he gonna is he gonna cheer? I don't know. I mean, this is not a place we often see the coach, but oh my god! Paying off in dividends as he lands a beautiful leg drop to the skull of the JWF champion, going for a pin. One, two, ooh, and Brunch Boy once again kicking out but I think I think the coach is ready to finish this off Tibbs he's setting up for it setting up for the detention drop that big move we've seen him win multiple matches with before oh we're about to go to in school suspension that's right picking Baron up on his shoulders and then oh wait a minute oh my god Tibbs from out of nowhere it's the rat sentient the rat sentient Baron Corbin's personal uh, security team arriving and beating down Coach James Shibata forced to call for the disqualification. This is ridiculous. I hate those two rats. That's right, Rat Boy Connor and Victor both putting boots to the newly called up Coach James, but wait a minute. Tibbs, look at the ramp. Here comes Scott Moore, Mojo Gruff, Guy Fieri, the rest of the uh, of the Expiration Chamber match competitors coming in the ring to even the odds, going after the Rat Sinchin and Brunch Boy. But wait a minute, Mojo Gruff turning on Guy Fieri, Scott Moore taking out Coach James and Tim. This is a huge brawl in the ring between these seven men. The paper is not for like two weeks. Stop doing this now. That's right. I mean, a security trying to come out to pry him apart, but oh wait, oh Tibbs, there it is. That's the music of the Canadian crew, and out here he comes, the final member of that expiration chamber match. Canada Charlie flanked by Felix Ball and the Lumberjack. These three men can lay waste to the ring, Tibbs. Why did you have to bring them out? That's right. I think they're about to clean house. But wait a minute. 
Felix with a huge punch to the face of candidate Charlie, laying out the former JWF captain's champion. And now the Lumberjack picking him up for a huge Lumberjack slam. Tips, what's going on? The Canada crew has turned on Charlie. Don't do that to my son. Oh no, Tibbs, I think, think Charlie's night's about to get from bad to worse as the Lumberjack picks him up, tossing him in the ring, tossing him to the proverbial wolves, and now Charlie is sitting in the middle of the ring between his five opponents at expiration date, and Tibbs, this does not look good for your boy. I'm very conflicted about this, but he's defenseless. That's right, and oh, Guy Fieri with a huge snack attack, Jack in the jaw, Canada Charlie sending him right into the arms of Coach James, picking him up, and oh, there it is, the detention drop, laying out Charlie, leaving him in wait for Mojo Gruff, who has now climbed the top turnbuckle, and oh my god, there it is, the voodoo diving. Oh, Tibbs, this is hard to watch, I mean, even the competitors are backing up, it looks like Shibata calling for the medical staff, and Tibbs, Charlie looks seriously injured. He's grabbing at his ribs. He almost looks like he's crying. <clears throat> You're gonna have to cut off my mic. Well, Tibbs, it uh, looks like I our, medical this. our medical staff coming out to the ring to tend on Charlie. The rest of the expiration chamber combatants being pulled from the ring by security. And, and Canada, Charlie is not in a good way. We'll provide an update on next week's episode of JWF War. But Tibbs, what does this mean for the expiration chamber match? Canada Charlie, Canada Charlie is going, getting rushed to a hospital right now. You know what, Silv? It means there's going to be hell to pay. And we're going to have to find a new member. Maybe. That's, that's right, Tibbs. But in order to find out who that's going to be, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. Well, Blakey T, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? You know, Scotty, I learned um, never to uh, count your chickens before they debut and turn out to be racist assholes. <laughs> turn out to be terrible people. <laughs> and I learned that the best products to sell are forearm and forearm accessories. The best ones you can get in the business. Now, son. Now, son. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, you didn't play the video games with him, did you? <laughs> did he that, drink? Oh, did, Dad. He he gave you. He gave me a new controller to give to you. Boy, this is a Mad Cat's controller, and then he <laughs> smashes it. That's such a Loki joke. <laughs> yeah, Dad. We played GTA Five. You're not old enough for that, son. Damn it! I killed a hooker. <laughs> Joe told me how to beat people up and steal their cars. So, Blake, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on a flying motorcycle. You can, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Well, my, not necessarily me, but my friends who do stuff, and I'm sometimes in their videos, at the Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube. And you could find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Queensland Corp trilogy. And just look up Scotty Moore and you could find all of it. There's a book with me and Blake in it called BS vs. the Gods. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com, ladies and gentlemen. We did a musical. 
We did do a musical. Please check out... Gazi got to enjoy it live, which was the... Not the late... By the time this comes out, not the latest episode of A Load mm-hmm. of BS, but we did do a musical where we defeated the podcast Illuminati. We're super proud of it, so if you guys would go give that a listen, you can. Yeah, we were debating on whether it should be uh, another episode of You Paid for This or not. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, make sure to support us on Patreon and all that. And, of course, rate us, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, leave comments. And if you'd like to watch this live, you can. Twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And, as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show, Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>